Hello everyone, welcome to the 14th episode of the Plug-in India Electric Vehicle Weekly Podcast. This week's episode's title is Tesla Told to Set Up an Electric Car Manufacturing Plant in India. With me, as always, is Kamlesh. Kamlesh, what's happening at Plug-in India this week? Hi, Abhishek. Uh, so it's lockdown, sort of mini lockdown here, uh, even for you, I guess, in Mumbai. So uh, <laughs> we're all sitting at home and twiddling our yeah. thumbs. Um, not really, but uh, <laughs> f- a couple of weeks back, we visited Northwest Motorsports, me and Atulji, and we saw the uh, electric car that was uh, the Suzuki Swift Desire electric car that was converted by the Northwest group. It was great fun to ride it, and uh, there's a video coming up on our YouTube channel soon, and definitely uh, listeners do watch the video in our channel. So listeners, this is going to be a slightly different episode. We are not going to have multiple news articles this week. Instead, we just have one news article focusing on the man of the hour, Mr. Nitin Gadkari, and Tesla, and Tesla's plans to set up an electric car manufacturing plant in India. So we go into details about Tesla's plans for India and also the push for electrification of vehicles in India. We had an opportunity this week to listen to Mr. Nitin Gadkari about electric vehicles in the Rezina Dialogue 2021. The Dialogue is India's flagship conference on geoeconomics and geopolitics and is held and has been held annually since 2016. The Dialogue is jointly organized by the External Affairs Ministry and the Observer Research Foundation. Uh, so this interview was pretty interesting. Mr. Nitin Gadkari spoke about how India is importing rupees 7 to 8 lakh crores of crude oil and this amount has to be reduced. As a transport minister, his priority is to electrify the public transport in India. He was extremely focused on electrifying the public transport and buses. He also said that a lot of work has been put in creating an ethanol-based economy. Ethanol as a fuel is going to be promoted and uh, the currently the ethanol economy in India is around 20,000 crores. They plan to take the ethanol economy to 5 lakh crores. They have they're given permission to make uh, ethanol from sugarcane, uh, from rice, corn and wheat. Also, they're promoting some kind of hybrid engines called flex engines that can run petrol and bioethanol and they've also given permissions to install ethanol pumps in uh, petrol pumps. Now that's one focus where Mr. Gadkari is talking about and then he also spoke about electric vehicles of course uh, because that's that's the biggest push in, in terms of transport for with alternate fuel. Uh, he said that within six months to a year we will have 100% made in India lithium batteries including cells. There's a lot of research happening with uh, aluminium ion, zinc ion, other chemistries for batteries. Uh, there's also work happening with green hydrogen and scrapping policy has also been introduced. This is essentially the main takeaways from this interview. Yeah, Kamlesh, I think it was a very informative uh, interview. And regarding Tesla, Mr. Gadkari actually had a conference call with Tesla management in which he told them that they should start manufacturing in India. And Tesla is already purchasing auto components from Indian manufacturers. So Tesla will benefit from manufacturing in India by creating industrial clusters and making vehicles and exporting them to other countries. 
and initially tesla will import and sell in delhi mumbai and bangalore mr gadkari has confidently claimed that within 2 years indian manufacturers will be able to create vehicles that will match tesla so kamlesh what do you think about mr gadkari's call with tesla management and his claim that other indian oems will be able to match tesla it's pretty cool actually if you think about it a senior minister of the government is of india is actually Uh, pushing a company like tesla to make their electric cars in india and he's also advising them and saying that you know if you make it here it will be profitable for them uh, setting up a gigafactory in india can also serve as an export hub for tesla he's trying his best ultimately decision will come from tesla we all know that tesla creates uh, this massive gigafactories which takes years from planning to uh, building to conception to final production right so we have seen the gigafactory in nevada we have seen the gigafactory in bel Uh, in berlin that's being constructed then there's a chinese gigafactory so all these factories took 3 to 4 years to actually get start operations so we are still in the discussion stage so i think uh, what i anticipate is that tesla will initially import the model 3 and the uh, cheaper variant uh, for example the new hatchback that's being that's being rumored from tesla the the so called model 2 these affordable vehicles will be from the from the china gigafactory we also expect that these cars will will have the lithium ion phosphate battery packs and those packs are suited for india's hot weather climate i think some people will remember that a couple of years back when tesla was planning to open a gigafactory in asia there were rumors that it had considered india but finally it had gone with china because at the time the government had not shown any inclination towards evs but now of course the government is fully pro ev just perfectly natural for a gigafactory to open here and i do hope that happens soon enough in fact we spoke to a friend of ours mr manoj khurana who has been working as a consultant in the ev investment space and has worked closely with the indian government we are excited to know that he is a part of tesla india's management team and even though he is uh, not at liberty to divulge a lot of information right now If we do get more information, then we will be the first to tell you about. It. Right, we know Mr. Manoj very well, and in our groups, he's in our groups, and he just said that he's joined the Tesla India team. But apart from that, everything else not in the public domain. So there's a lot of secrecy, but but at least we are, we are. It's good to see that you know Tesla team has uh, had they have actually set up a management team in India, and soon you'll have an office, and you'll have showrooms and service stations and Tesla superchargers. So once they come, they'll just go all out. So very exciting. So once Tesla comes, you know, awareness of electric vehicles increased dramatically. That's what I feel. Okay, let's move on to the second major topic discussed in the conference: the Fame Two extension. This extension is being decided by the Finance Ministry, and Mr. Gadkari feels that after a year, we might not need the subsidy. Mass manufacturing will occur, and because of that, the cost of electric vehicles will start coming down. So already the cost of electricity is reducing. This will 100% make EVs viable and will make people automatically choose EVs because, as we know, Indians are very price conscious. Mr. Gadkari did not comment on the next steps for Fame Two. He said that the Department of Heavy Industry and Finance will take the final call. Subtle hint there, <laughs> but in the in the conference uh, there was a question put to him saying that you know vehicle manufacturers are not uh, keen on making EVs because it's not working out for them. The costs are not working out for them. 
subsidies should continue for electric vehicles. Mr. Kalkari countered that GS, the GST for petrol diesel vehicles is set to 48% and the GST for electric vehicles is only 12%. And he said that is big support for these OEMs. But he also stressed that these OEMs have to increase the manufacturing volume. And uh, once these OEMs increase the scale of manufacturing, then they'll be able to reduce the cost. Ultimately, I think it looks like Kalkari is putting the onus on the OEMs now. It's up to it's time for them to get serious. So it's interesting that Mr. Gadkari uh, responded in this way to the OEM. So what Mr. Gadkari was emphasizing was that EV demand is expected to shoot up in the coming years. So there is no need for further support from the government. And we support Mr. Gadkari in this because we've been seeing the way companies in the EV industry are inflating prices and eating into any subsidy that the government gives. Indian vehicle OEMs are just not honest with customers. And if we can clearly see through the game, then we are sure that the government can too. And there are other areas where the government's money has to go to, such as the massive pandemic we are going through right now. So that's a big question, right? So people ask, okay, now if there's if the Fame 2 scheme is pulled out, will the EV industry collapse? There are many resilient EV manufacturers who are in investing money in R&D and innovating uh, and uh, manufacturing EVs in scale. Uh, there are a few companies out there who are even right now not dependent on subsidies and are doing very well. Those are the kind of companies that will win out in the long run. And the companies who are completely dependent on subsidies, uh, not bothering investing in R&D, not innovating, they will really have a tough time. That's what I feel is going to happen. We're not sure. Maybe we'll have a fame three. We don't know. Uh, but the way Mr. Gadkari is, Gadkari is throwing some hints here, it's going to be interesting times for the industry. Okay, let's see how the fame two situation develops in the future. Moving on, let's talk about electric buses and public transportation. Mr. Gadkari says the government focuses 100% on the electrification of buses. The London transport model is ideal in that regard, and a policy idea has already been sent to all state governments by the transport ministry. Currently, a diesel bus costs 115 rupees per kilometer, whereas an ethanol bus costs 78 rupees per kilometer and an electric bus costs only 50 rupees per kilometer. The cost of electricity is also reducing day by day. It is expected that the cost will go down to 25 rupees per kilometer. Yeah, so Mr. Gadkari was extremely passionate here in this part when he was talking about electric buses and public transportation. It looks like it's uh, his pet project. He was saying that it's his dream to see all the buses running on electricity in all cities in India. Electrification is a priority. If you have electric buses, public public transport will become cheaper. You'll offer cheaper fares to the consumers. There will be no noise and air pollution. Consumers will love it. Looks like the focus is on electric buses is there. It is. It, it has been there since 2020. If you observe, many multiple cities and municipalities have been procuring electric buses. For example, Pune City had procured around 300 plus electric buses in 2020. Uh, wow. Mumbai Best had ordered 300 plus from Tata Motors. Multiple other municipalities and cities like Dehradun, Surat, Shimla, Himachal Pradesh, Manali, I've all, all booked electric, electric buses. Even Delhi has procured electric buses recently. So this, this push is happening all over India. It's been happening since 2020, but now it'll just boom now. So next couple of years, electric buses are really going to rock. Yeah, and I think that also takes us another, a further step closer to our dream of having totally silent emission-free cities. Uh, buses are a huge contributor to that with the amount of air pollution and noise pollution they generate. <laughs> in fact, I probably uh, learned all my swear words from being driven around in buses as a child because the driver would just lose his temper in traffic, having to, <laughs> having to drive those huge clunkers around and shifting those gears and all that, oh my God, it was it's horrible. And the sooner we get electric buses, the sooner uh, it will be better for our drivers, 
and better for our cities and better for the environment apart from metric buses i think mr gadkari was also bullish on uh, ethanol based flex engines so these are engines that can run on ethanol and petrol or diesel so but these are special engines that have with that has been fitted in existing vehicles uh, he was saying that you know ethanol flex engines the, the oems in india are still set using petrol and diesel engines uh, they are not responding positively to these ethanol flex engines he said that uh, if they want any sort of delay in the rollout of the of the phase 2 of the fuel efficiency norms they'll have to also to have a discussion with me on flex flex engine so you talk to me about flex engines and i will Uh, give you an extension to the fuel efficiency norms deadline he is pushing the oems to invest in this flex engines but for me i don't know i'm not sure about this because using food grains for fuel instead of uh, feeding people does not seem to be the right thing to do in india exactly with so many people to feed and is an increasing population and on top of that uh, with ethanology we still have, we'll still have emissions it doesn't solve that basic problem we'll still have emissions another issue is that you know we don't uh, we don't have vast swaths of arable land in india to grow grains and corn or whatever sugarcane to make ethanol for fuel uh, we should definitely use that land for full food production this idea is okay maybe it's a short term goal i feel this is too far fetched and we already have so many people and so much so less resources and the last thing we want to do is you know farmers to you know, create fuel i mean considering that we have had uh, cng technology for such a long time and and uh, it has never moved really moved beyond the borders of metros like uh, mumbai and so on i feel that the possibility of the success of ethanol are very dim and honestly we have electric technology which which is very uh, which has progressed so far already i don't think you know we should uh, waste our time on technologies like ethanol and so on we should just mm-hmm. focus on improving electric technology as much as possible as fast as possible exactly i agree with you apart from that uh, there was a brief discussion on hydrogen green hydrogen policy apparently Uh, IIT Chennai is working on uh, creating hydrogen from sea water so that's still a research that's happening and once the research completes there will be a national green hydrogen mission policy document that will take some time in the end the host asked mr gadkari a very interesting question she said that countries like norway have set a target for full electrification by the end of this decade the uk has set a target for 2035 and she asked whether india should also set some side, some sort of target surprisingly mr gadkari said we don't need to set any target he said that assume you have a petrol car and your expenditure on fuel is 25000 per month and electric car will only cost you 2000 rupees per month the cost efficiency is so obvious that people will automatically purchase evs once they understand this. so that makes any deadline un- unnecessary he claimed that within 2 years the entire situation will change and uh, there'll be a huge demand for electric two and three wheelers as well as cargo vehicles and electric buses uh, already companies are working on, on electric trucks next and even on electric construction equipment machines like jcb he was confident that the transformation is already underway and once people realize that electric transportation is economically viable 100% of them will accept the change uh, fine i i kind of understand from where he's coming from but the big problem is that the ice vehicle manufacturers currently as of now is 2021 already and they they currently don't have any incentive to make evs so maruti mnc car companies uh, the two wheeler makers like tvs bajaj suzuki honda even now in 2021 they don't have a single ev option in the market so what's happening is that consumers are blindly buying ice vehicles they feel that their electric vehicles are 
for creeps like us or uh, crazy people uh, or they don't know about electric vehicles so because these large ma- makers are not launching any models uh, i don't know how in couple of years that will change yeah kablesh i agree with you totally in fact we feel that unless strict regulations are not imposed on oems we don't see people switching over so easily and i don't understand how mr gadkari could be so confident when he said that things will change in just two years time while we love the vision and direction uh, and provided by mr gadkari's team and while we love his gadkari's foresight when it comes to uh, electric mobility we do think that they should set a definite deadline of some sort just to give these oem direction yeah so all in all ex- excellent discussion but we got a lot of insights into what mr gadkari is thinking and this guy is action guy if you have observed his uh, highway projects and whatever he does he you know he gets these things done yeah. so we ho- hopefully he can get these manufacturers to start making evs so that's the big thing he famously said a couple of years back that if <laughs> oems do not switch to electric uh, electrification soon then he is going to smash them <laughs> so <laughs> bulldoze them yeah I, yeah bulldoze them and i think that uh, warning is still ringing in their ears i we we will keep monitoring the, this situation and keep bringing you updates as they develop okay with that we come to the end of this week's episode this was a slightly different episode but we hope that you enjoyed it all the same thank you so much for listening please stay safe and happy driving bye bye guys see you next week